You may think it's silly about some of the things that God's done for you, but I guarantee you, you look across the countryside and there's somebody in a position right now that they'd like to hear some of your stories of what God has done for you. Amen. In chapter 16, 1 Samuel, y'all know the stories. Children of Israel wanted a king. Everybody else has got a king. Why can't we have a king? We want a king. They got a king. Give us a king. Samuel was a prophet. God told him to anoint Saul as king against his discretion. He anointed him king. And it was just detrimental to the kingdom of what happened. But they wanted that. So God gave them. A lot of times we desire things and we want things and we think that what we want, that boy, this would just be fine and dead. If I just had one of them, I would be happy. Well, when you get one of them, most of the time it'll come with a payment book about that big. And after a year, the only thing you knew about is the payment book, and that went down anyway. You know what I'm talking about? That's what happens. The things that we think we really want are essential really could be a non-essential. We really didn't need that as bad as we thought we But God has a way. Alright, it says in verse 1, And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long wilt thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? See, Samuel, he just couldn't believe that the reigns of Saul was over. He, he admired him. He, he wanted him as the king. He just couldn't understand it. Why God decided to take him down all of a sudden and told him to anoint somebody else? Alright, he said, Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel, fill thine horn with oil and gold. I will send thee to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. God already knew what his plan was and what he was going to do. God has a plan for every person in this building this morning. There's none of us in here this morning that are non-essential to God. God has a reason, a purpose, and a plan for everyone's life that's in this building. God knew 500 years ago that I would be in this pulpit this morning speaking to this group of people that are in this building. That's the God that I serve. My God knows everything. Amen? And I've said some people can't trust God for their power bill next month, but they're going to trust their soul to him for the eternity. Huh? What kind of deal is that? So we need to think about God and who he really is and what's essential and what's not essential to us. There's a lot of things in my life I can think of that I could do without, that I could give up. Amen? So think about that. And Samuel said, how can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. Because he knew that Saul would not bother him if he was doing something for the Lord. Because Samuel had convinced Saul that he was a man of God. He knew what Samuel stood for. He knew who Samuel was. He said, I will call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do, and thou shalt anoint unto me him whom I named unto thee. All right. And Samuel did that which the 
Because if they're doing something outside of God's plan and purpose, they'll get in trouble sooner or not anyway without you. Amen? So we need to pray for people that are doing something for the Lord, whatever their efforts may be. If they believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and have accepted Him as Lord and Savior of their life, then we need to be supporting them. Amen? One time in the Scriptures, the disciples come to Jesus and said, Lord, said we found some other people that was casting out devils in your name, and we told them to stop. And Jesus said, Lord forbid. Said if they're for us, they're not against us. Said don't bid them to stop. So if people are doing a work for the Lord, if people are living for God, and you think, well, they're just non-essential. They're not non-essential. They're an important person to God Almighty. God has a reason and a purpose for every one of us. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem. And he said, Peaceably I am come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab. And if you read and study this story, you'll find out Eliab was one of the big brony ones in the guy. Like, uh, what was that, Mr. Clean? That guy used to be on all them bottles and stuff and these mountain men on these paper towels. I can't remember what that was, but Mr. Brony, big old guy. This guy, boy, he looked like a king. I mean, he had all the looks. He was a big old tall, dark complexion. Probably had a lot of hair, you know. And looked good. Everybody thought, man, this looks like a king. And there he comes up before Samuel. Samuel didn't feel anything about him. He thought, Lord said, this is not the one. Let me read on. And said, surely the Lord's anointed is before me. That's what Samuel thought. This is God. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused thee. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this. See? Think about that now. Old Jesse's thinking. Out of all my boys, I'm going to send this biggest, tallest, best looking one I got first. You see the list? He put, he ranked from top to bottom. He was putting the non essentials way down on the bottom. Well, this can never be a king. This little old crony fellow can never be a king. It's got to be one of my big boys. We think, think about that. Right. 